Welcome to the Muckle Teal Football Show. My name is Miles. The Kansas City Chiefs hold off the New York Jets 23-20. At halftime, I posted this was a boring game. Watching with my son, Waylon, two months old, sitting there in his little gray boat, his gray raft on my knee, fell asleep. Despite the Taylor Swift and Aaron Rodgers appearances, fell asleep at 17-0. He's like, man, I'm two months old. This is boring as hell. So I sent that, and then it turned out to be quite the game. It, I mean, it looked like a Chiefs party. 17-0, Mahomes throwing his 200th touchdown. Um, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson kind of came alive you know it was it was after the jets got that safety then they got the ball the jets got the ball after that safety they drove for what honestly zach wilson threw a touchdown it was fourth and two at like the 10 yard line robert sala took a cowardly field goal um made it 17-5 and then mahomes throws an interception which was a classic Collinsworth become his own meme moment. So that one of the big memes about Chris Collinsworth on the internet is how much he loves Mahomes and how no matter what Mahomes does, Chris Collinsworth loves it. And this actually happened where Mahomes threw a ball to Travis Kelsey and it, he was supposed to be a floater, but it just didn't float enough. And it was intercepted by the Jets linebacker, CJ Mosley. And, Chris Collinsworth says Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the world at arcing the ball. Nobody arcs it better than Mahomes. You know, so like the start of that sentence is like, oh God, Collinsworth, you've become your own meme. Of course, then he said, but not this one, uh, of course. Um, and then Zach Wilson did get his touchdown to, to Uzama, who's apparently on the Jets. Um, and we go from 17-0 to 17-12 in halftime. So we're feeling, wow, okay, the Jets kind of made this a game. Third quarter starts, and Zach Wilson has that drive that, I mean, Collinsworth and Tariqa were all over it, pointing out these are not fluke passes. Five for five, 75-yard opening drive. Zach Wilson was actually good in that moment. Tied it at 20 points. I mean, insane. Of all things that I expected to be talking about today, that was the last thing. I mean, I, we did a podcast last year when Zach Wilson finally got benched and, you know, of course they brought in Aaron Rodgers over the offseason. So we never expected to talk to Zach Wilson this year, but I think the title of the podcast was Zach's last day. Like he had run himself out of starting in the NFL. This, I mean, this is kind of, so we've seen Sam Darnold do this, right? So it's not like all of a sudden he's good. You know, we've seen it all, um, but it just felt like something we hadn't seen and gave just this, this glimmer of hope where there was none, you know, and they were bringing up on the broadcast, Joe Namath has turned on Zach Wilson. That's what they said. I do. I was going to bring this up no matter what Joe Namath didn't really turn on Zach Wilson. I, I feel like he was being critical of Zach Wilson, certainly, but what he really said, like the harshest tweet that he sent was he either Zach Wilson either sucks worse than any quarterback has ever played, or the coaching is too conservative, too constrictive. 
So if you read between the lines there, you <laughs> he's not saying that Zach Wilson sucks that that bad. He's saying that it's there's a combo of of factors and the coaching they're not letting him loose. Uh, you know the the mix isn't right. I think that got through. I honestly think that got through. The Jets took some reins off of Zach Wilson, and I mean he looked good. Got some points on the board, tied twenty to twenty, and made this game entertaining. And the reason for that is because Zach Wilson's got the points on the board. The the stakes, there were actual stakes for this Kansas City offense. The steamrolling Mahomes, Reed, Kelsey offense against this juggernaut Jets defense. Williams, <laughs> Leonard Williams, his brother in the linebacking core, Sauce Gardner. Just a great defense versus a great offense. And it was a grind. So many great plays. The referees had a rough night. They kind of kind of, you know, made bad calls both way. The final hold on Sauce Gardner was unfortunate. Robert Sala screaming like they had called icing in hockey or something like that. Like, dude, it was a hold. Like, I don't think they should have called it. It's not really in the spirit of the way they were calling the rest of the game. And we've been here with two Super Bowls now. But, I mean, it was holding. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, but... Gosh, the Jets' defense is so good. They had Mahomes frazzled. He had two interceptions today. Could have easily been four. Could have easily been four. The Jets' offense cooled. Zach Wilson fumbles that snap. And eventually, the Chiefs grind it out with the with the Mahomes' first down run to the two-yard line, and he slides. And then he, that allows them to, to kneel it out. So good luck explaining to the Swifties uh, in the audience I'm sure Taylor Swift understands. She seems like she actually watched football. This is two games in a row. She's watched the whole game. Seems to be engaged. Seems to understand what's going on. Props to her. Uh, but maybe all her fans don't. And a lot of them were watching today. Uh, so Mahomes slides to the two-yard line so that they can kneel the thing out. Just like Super Bowl 57 when McKinnon slid out the game. <laughs> it's like just a weird, what you think it's going to be a touchdown, but it's a slide. Like just... Weird, weird ends to big, big games. Um, but hey, Chiefs, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. It is the right strategy, technically. As for the Jets, I mean, I feel bad for them. They lost Aaron Rodgers. This, again, makes it just as apparent as ever how good this Jets team would be. I mean, they would be four and zero right now. They'd be the talk of the town, right with the right with the Forty ers and the and the Eagles and the Chiefs and the Bills. Like, man, they would be so good. But this is kind of the opposite of Week One. You know, there was the the victory in Week One where they beat the Bills on Monday Night Football, but their season's hopes were dashed. Today, they take the loss. But because of Zach Wilson's sort of hot run there, uh, he had he had two more touchdowns that honestly should have been caught. Um, there's maybe a little hope. They're one and three. They got one Bills game out of the way, one Patriots game out of the way. They've played the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Don't have to play them again. Got the Broncos next week. Uh, then the um, Eagles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Jets. God, why do the Jets have to play every single hard team? Oh my goodness. Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles for their first six games. But there's hope for a wild card, maybe at least something. I don't know. I don't know. Zach Wilson, he played a little bit today, a little bit better, had some good plays, and I saw the players like supporting him. Um, 
honestly, Robert Sala kicking some conservative kicks over fourth and shorts in reasonable positions. You're playing the Chiefs, man. I don't know. I think Robert Sala actually lost this game um, considering those cowardly, cowardly kicks. Welcome to your football show. This show is football everything. NFL history, legacy, ups and downs of a season. Uh, we have shows Sunday after Sunday Night Football, Monday after Monday Night Football, and Thursday after Thursday Night Football. All right, let's talk some week four football. We'll, we'll talk today. We'll talk tomorrow. We got a show Monday as well. Um, today, we, well, we've got to talk about the Bills cooking up those fish. Uh, Bears, Broncos, Battlestar Galactica. I'm going to talk about that and what the heck happened to Cincinnati Bengals today. Thumped by the Titans, 27-3. So we're going to talk about those. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll review Monday Night Football. I mean, we got to also circle back to C.J. Stroud. Colts-Rams game. Uh, Rams win it. Puka Nakua walk off in overtime. And and Chargers game, I, I think, here. But, I mean, you know, I didn't, didn't get up early enough to watch Jaguars-Falcons. You know, 6.30 a.m. here on the West Coast. I mean, I think I watch about one in 10 Europe games. Like, there's a few years I just, I miss them all. You know, I didn't get to watch the Toy Story view. There's some weird streaming choices for the for these games, you know, sometimes. Um, I don't know. And then you, you usually, like, wa- wake up at a normal time, and you're like, ah, you know, it was a, a blowout anyway. You know, Jaguars blew out a you know an inept Falcons offense. Looks like it was sort of a defensive struggle. Jaguars actually stay over there um, as the Buffalo Bills sail over to the Atlantic. So let's start there with what the Buffalo Bills did before they're punching their tickets onto the Atlantic Ocean liner. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. It was the game of the month. If you count this as part of September, a game of the first four weeks, Dolphins had just scored 70 points. Bills just blew out the commanders and uh, were on a hot streak. And the game started like it was going to be the shootout of the year. No incompletions in the first quarter between Josh Allen and Tua Tungavailoa. Five touchdowns on the first five drives. Thinking, oh my. But the Bills defense cracked down. And the, and the Dolphins' defense did not. Uh, you know, I mean, Josh Allen, boy, 300 yards passing, four touchdowns with a rushing touchdown. Might as well call that stat line stat line the Josh Allen. <laughs> Three of those touchdowns to Stephon Diggs, 120 yards. Diggs actually, you know, I love yardage and, and career stuff. Buffalo Bill, Stephon Diggs, in 53 games, now has as many yards, 4,600, as Minnesota Viking, Stefan Diggs did in 70 games. It's basically a full season more. You forget, Stefan Diggs was traded for the pick that led to Justin Jefferson. It is just flabbergasting to me that Buffalo has never regretted that. <laughs> um, on the other side, Tua, man, he looked rattled. He looked, uh, you know, like like plan A was was not working. Um and he doesn't really have that plan B. I mean, I know. I mean, we all we have to talk about Tua like he's this like he's up there with the elite quarterbacks. I I I'm, I'm a Tua hater if you want to call that that. I think he's a good 
above average quarterback in a great system, which has potential for historic numbers. I, that is, I didn't think that before, but I've gotten up to that point. A good above average quarterback in a great system can have historic numbers, but the announcers are talking about, haven't seen Tua off like this since like, since, you know, yes, you have like he scored 70 points. Well, I mean, the running back scored 70 points last week. We forget Tua. he started nine games last year. Four of them were horrible from him specifically the Steelers game, the 49ers game, the Chargers game, the Packers game on Christmas day. He sucked. In four of his nine games last year, he's gotten better this year. Better, I'm. I. I mean, I'm. I thought his timing and and what they're doing is perfect for him. Perfect for him. He's not with the other guys though. Still, and this is not a Tua game. I. I, I regret this has turned into a Tua rant. This. This game was about the Buffalo Bills defense just imposing their will on the motion and the flashy stuff from the Dolphins. And when plan B had to take take action, it, it just didn't. Maybe it will later in the year. I mean, Mike McDaniel, you know, he has put together enough games or he's performing well that you that you you can be confident that he has adjustment potential. Uh but I mean this was this this is about as bad as a week after a 70 point victory can be. It, it almost was even worse, honestly, because at one point the Dolphins are getting blown out handily here, and you're seeing on the bottom ticker there, the Broncos, who they had put up 70 on, they're getting blown out by the worst team in the league, the Chicago Bears. The fact that the Broncos came back and won that game uh, saved the Dolphins even more of a, of a vicious backlash this week but props to josh allen the bills i mean jesus they're back von miller's gonna be practicing um so things are people are feeling good in buffalo they did have a couple of key injuries on on defense which which always sucks um but if they can get any healthier you know nfl is health right buffalo bills feeling good if not as good as they were this time last year which is saying something good <laughs> all right speaking of let's talk about that broncos bears game this game, Broncos-Bears, was the punchline, the bad game, the game that you would say you wanted to watch as a joke to your friends. <laughs> you know, it was it was the most beaten down team, Broncos thumped by 70, just they got this albatross contract for Russell Wilson, that team is absolutely going nowhere, against a team that's somehow even worse, the most dysfunctional on tape and off-field drama, Chicago Bears. They're playing each other. And yet, it turned into a 31-28 comeback by the Broncos. Kind of the, the most entertaining of the nine morning games. It was kind of the kind of the highlight, kind of the thriller. Uh, you know, you got to feel both fan bases, you know, potentially feeling their rock bottom, because as the Bears were blowing out the Broncos and Justin Fields has four passing touchdowns and started the game with with 16 straight completions. We're all getting ready to laugh at Denver on their way to a very, very dark 0-4. But Fields' day takes a little bit of a darker turn. Suddenly the Bears offense isn't moving as well. Fields is holding the ball too long. That fumble touchdown, that was his fault. He had a couple other times where he probably should have also been picked or fumbled because he's just holding the ball too long, man. And then he throws that pick at the end. Russell Wilson got it going. A little bit, uh, three touchdowns, 
Um, ultimately, neither one of these teams were like, I mean, they were both playing bad because they both are bad. It's just lucky that their opponent was as well. But it's ultimately now the Bears who are in the very, very dark 0-4 place. Um, but there's, there's, there's some sunshine coming, I think, for Bears fans. Justin Fields, not doing it. We're going to talk a lot more about him as the year goes on, of course. But the Bears have their own pick and the Panthers' pick. Uh, in the 2024 NFL Draft, they are 0-4. The Panthers are 0-4. The only two 0-4 teams. If the season were to end right now, which of course would be ludicrous after the fourth week of the season, the Bears would have the first and second pick of the 2024 NFL draft. So some some light in the sunshine, maybe. I don't know. All right, let's let's round out the day. We got to talk about the the Bengals and what the heck's going on. In what I had affectionately titled as the Battle of the Beaten Downs by the Browns because the Bengals got beat down by the Browns in week one. Titans got beat down by the Browns in week three. Remember, they didn't even get 100 yards. The Titans didn't even get 100 yards versus the Browns last week. And yet, the Titans, they win this prestigious battle. (laughs) Prestigious battle. Of course, the Browns got blown out by the Ravens today. So remember, NFL is week to week, folks. Uh, Okay, I'm off track here. The the real thing is the Titans beat the Bengals 27 to 3 today. Ryan Tannehill was efficient. Derrick Henry, 22 carries for 122 yards. Nothing crazy. Just Mike Vrabel football. I mean, just turn off the TV because it's boring type of football. The Joe Barrow Bengals, yeah, you know, he's got the calf, but I mean they're just punting the football and just giving up. I mean, they didn't even get to the red zone. I think well, they got to the red zone once and kicked that field goal, but <sighs> I mean, that was Mike Vrabel, Titans, just yuck, but considerably dominated, you know, like yuck, but efficient. 2023 is going to be the AFC South chaos ball. You know, you have absolutely no idea what you were getting from the Titans, the Jaguars, the Colts, <laughs> or the Texans week to week right now. Um, well, the Titans win it. Joe Burrow, is it all on the calf? I don't think so. But that doesn't explain why the defense has given up these these chunks and why they're not haven't gotten as hot of a start. Why the rest of the offense can't do anything at all. Titans get some some revenge for the 2021 divisional game. But um Yeah, this is worrisome. We thought the Bengals would experience some regression last year. Actually, I didn't. Uh, I was going against that trend. Um, but because they, because they backed it up, they backed up 2021 with honestly could have been another Super Bowl appearance last year in 2022. You know, it was only that penalty, you know, that game could AFC title game could have gone either way because they did that. We just penciled them in as forever. I remember my rant after the Rams Bengals Super Bowl. I said, it's very possible. Joe Burrow never comes back to the Super Bowl. Okay. I mean, I'm getting way off base. This is classic. Like they lost this week. Everything can go in complete reverse. We could be talking about the Bengals as saviors, you know, uh, by Halloween. But this is there is a floor for this team. They're the Bengals. I don't know. It was just a bummer to see that performance, and they need to bounce back next week. 
uh, if they're going to have any hope at getting into these AFC playoffs. All right, my name is Miles. We'll be back Monday. Talk to Seahawks, Giants, and the rest of Week 4.